0: Right, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Rant. I'm Liam. Uh, Nick's I'm joined. Nick joined, yeah. Uh, so today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about some some of the college football playoff, uh, you know, drama that's happened in the last uh,
1: couple couple days,
0: couple hours, really. Um, it's kind of kind of turning into a mess. Obviously, it was already a mess, you know, at the start of the season, but it is really starting to. Snowball.
1: And I think it's it's really gonna test uh the committee on, on how honest they are. Are they really gonna take the, you know, best four teams that like we know by statistics or eye tests, or are we gonna go by, oh well, if you're not playing in a conference championship, if you're not doing this, if you're not doing that. I think it's gonna be uh yeah. a bit of a I mean, a bit of a controversy either way.
0: I mean, basically what's happened in the last like twenty four hours essentially is Ohio State is begging the big ten now that their game versus Michigan is canceled. They're begging the Big Ten to basically uh, rescind the rule that they put in place at the beginning of the season where you have to play a minimum number of games to qualify for the championship game. Everybody knows Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten. Everybody knows Ohio State should be in the playoffs. But it's such a bad look for the Big Ten if they go back on this because it's like, clearly they're just making a monetary decision because like, more people are going to watch an Ohio State big 10 championship everybody knows that right but i mean i i coming from a purdue fan you know this is real indiana played as many games as they could and they only lost once to ohio state by seven so it wasn't like it was a blowout they're very worthy of being in the the big 10 championship game and uh you know it's just it's such a bad look right now and it's i mean it's gonna cause a lot of a lot of backlash i mean Kevin Warren has not had uh, an ideal uh, start to his tenure as a Big Ten commissioner. I, I, I mean, it's it's just a bad, bad situation.
1: Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. If if Ohio State, you know, doesn't win this fight and they can't play in the Big Ten championship, well, then it's – are we going to have – I mean, assuming Indiana wins because, like, it's probably going to happen. Mm. So you're going to have a one-loss Big Ten champion Indiana who is not gonna make the playoff, not because they're not worthy, just because they're just not. Because well, not somebody Ohio like State, Florida. I mean, yeah, it's somebody like Florida or something like that would take that fourth a. spot. Yeah. Or are you gonna have a team like Ohio State which the argument is like, oh well they didn't even play in their conference championship? Are you gonna have them make the 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 playoff because we know that they're one of the four best oh, teams yeah. in the country? It's well, it's kinda like that argument with Alabama a few years ago where they went like ten and one but they didn't make their the conference championship game mm-hmm. because they lost to like a three loss Auburn team that got then boat raced in the championship game by Georgia and we were <laughs> well, like, Oh, are we gonna put two SEC teams in even though one didn't even play in the in the championship? Well, and it's like
0: I mean, it's just like one of those situations where it's like you doom you're doomed if you do, you're doomed if you don't. I mean, like, if Ohio State gets the Big Ten to take this take it back, essentially, no, and not they, a good look. they get allowed into the Big Ten Championship, you're going to have every other fan base in college, college football that's going to be like, what's that about? They only played, what, five games, and they're going to make the playoff? Are you kidding me? Right? But let's say Ohio State doesn't even get in the Big Ten Championship game, and somehow they don't make the college football playoff. Again, even though we already said, they are clearly one of the top four teams in college football this year. I mean, that's, there's just no debating that. But... Then you're gonna have Ohio State fans coming after everybody. We we're like, oh, well, we only got to play five games. It's like, well, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of this season. But it's 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 a mess. And uh, I mean,
1: personally, yeah, I mean, if, per- if, uh, I just wish that the, the committee would show a little bit of courage and be like, hey, we don't care if you don't play in the yeah, conference championship for whatever reason. To your stick. We're gonna put like we're gonna put them in the playoff. No matter what, yes. if they play in the Big Ten championship or not, be like, that's, decisive. That's like,
0: yeah. if you stick to your guns, right? Like, if you said something, you know, you gotta stick with it. Like you can't flip flop back and forth. And and to me, that's just it's gonna create a mess. It, I mean, it, it it already is, but and I honestly think, why not? I I saw someone say this on Twitter. Why not? If you're the Big Ten and you're gonna go back on what you said at the beginning of the season about the minimum number of games to allow Ohio state, why not just let the two best teams in the Big Ten this season, which is clearly Indiana Ohio State, why not just let them play instead of doing East West? I mean, why not? It was a great game the first time
1: they played. Let them play again. I mean, I've been a, a proponent of not having divisions in. I mean, yeah, divisions in and conferences general,
0: in general. I think it's is dumb. pretty widely seen as like unnecessary. But I mean, if this is this is, the this is the they year never to do it, this is never end
1: up being equal strength. Like you look of course. at most of the major conferences, like. You know, you look at Pac-12, it's like, well, yeah, one part has, you know, all the California schools, and then, like, Washington and Oregon, and the other one is like, oh, yes, yeah, Arizona and Arizona State. Well, like, just look like, at, I mean, look at the Big Ten historically, yeah. at least
0: recent history. I mean, you've got, this year's side, you've got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all in one conference, right? M- even Michigan State. Indiana. <laughs> in past years. Well, now Indiana, but I'm saying just like in the last 10 years, yeah. right? And then you look at the West and you have like Iowa, Wisconsin, and like sort of Northwestern for like two of those, couple of those years. So it's just, it's just, there's no balance. So why not just get rid of the, uh, get rid of the, the, the divisions? It, it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, and
1: I, I mean, I think it would actually be like, I hope that the Big Ten doesn't change the rule, even though like I know that Ohio State should be in the yeah. playoff. Like, I get that. But like, I hope that they don't change the rule, like I said, just because it's like, you know, just optically it would look really bad, and I maybe I'm misplacing my faith here. I would hope that the committee has enough stones to uh, just be like, yeah, we're going to put Ohio State in no matter what. Like they deserve to be in. Like clearly they yeah. belong I mean, in there. I mean, and that that I mean that completely starts a whole nother
0: yeah issue i mean there's gonna be a tons of outrage if that happens as well but oh yeah i mean that's a bunch
1: of butthurt florida fans well and i mean
0: then you you got indiana fans if they do go to the big 10 championship game and win then you're gonna have indiana fans you know angry it's 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 not gonna be a clean uh college football play it's like I'd, i'd rather
1: put the i'd rather put the 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 bad optics on the committee just because we all know that that's kind of a little bit of horse trading. Like, it's not really, like, as set in stone. And mm. they, in their own charter, are like, a, we can be flexible and we basically pick who we want. Yeah. And, like, versus the Big Ten, like, that is a set in stone rule. And I'm always like, you know what? Let's put the the, the flexibility where the flexibility is allowed to be, not. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I mean, we might as well cover it. But like, if we had to pick right now our top four for the college football playoff. I mean, personally, mine, number one, Alabama. Number two, so here's the thing: Clemson, and Notre Dame are gonna play in the ACC championship game. Even if Notre Dame loses to Clemson, put them in. I w- yeah, they they're they're in. And so it's like Clemson, Notre Dame are two or three, depending on who wins that uh, the ACC championship game, right? That I don't think there's really any debating that. And then four is Ohio State, even though they've only played five games. Like they are the best team in the country. And then five, I mean after that, I yeah, I put Florida at five or AM. But I mean I think the top 4 is actually pretty set in stone. I don't think it's as kind of yeah. I don't think unless, it's like, as unless like Bama loses like, which like people is are not people hitting people saying, "Oh, what about Cincinnati? You know, what about Coastal Carolina?" It's like, "Yes, I get it." But I think putting them higher than 6 is just a
1: little ridiculous, right? I mean, yeah, here's 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 my issue with like the group of 5 teams, right? I feel bad for them because like they're kind of in a in a bad situation where it's like if you're a great group of five team that like you could probably beat some good power five teams because everybody's like oh well they play no schedule and it's like yeah but some of these ad's go out and try to schedule big teams and then the big teams are like well no because we know if we lose to a group of five team we're just screwed yeah so
0: i i completely agree and that's why i think i think eventually the playoff will have to get expanded for like a five and a six seed because yeah because otherwise there's never a chance for a small team to get in i mean There's it's just never because the argument is always, oh well, who have you played? And unfortunately, yeah. schedules nowadays are set so far in advance. It's like they don't really have as much control over that situation. And then uh, no
1: AD wants to go out and schedule BYU if then they lose, uh, and, the, and the committee's like, well, you lost to BYU, like you're terrible. Yeah,
0: now. <laughs> it's it's uh you know it's a, it's it's not the best process, right? It's not the most inclusive process. I, I yeah. I would say it like,
1: I mean, it all goes back to that UCF team, like the quote unquote national champions. Like they did slam every power five team they played. Yeah, and they and it was Detroit like Detroit good power too. five like, teams. Yeah. Like they weren't playing like Vandy, like they were playing real teams. Th- yeah. There has to be, there has to be some, some change. Like, and I understand like a lot of people are going to be like, well, we know they're not going to be Alabama or Clemson. So what does it matter? It's like, yeah, I understand that. But then again, like, why not just have Vegas? determine who wins like the mm. games have to like have some meaning i guess yeah i mean uh, right now who would you put in your top top four for the play yeah i mean definitely alabama is the best team in the country i think no matter who like this is going to be controversial even if clemson loses and they're a two lost team yeah like they're still, still still put up yeah. third i like I they're would... still they're still better than florida or a&m oh yeah and, and i don't think that, anybody would argued with that and, and one of those losses to Notre dame was playing without the starting quarterback right yeah, so exactly and then fourth, yeah. I mean, Ohio State. Ohio State would be higher than fourth if they could play more games. But even five games, like I, five games, is all I see to know that Ohio State is a top four team in the country. Like yeah. it's just obvious. Yeah, we Th- their personnel is just better than everybody in that conference. And I understand Indiana played them to seven games, but like, come on, if you're betting your kids' like childhood education <laughs> on a neutral neutral site game between Ohio State and Indiana, like we all know who we're betting on.
0: Yeah, let's be real. I mean. I, so yeah, our top fours are pretty much the same. And I again, I really think it's more set in stone than people think. I really, yeah. people are people are asking a lot of questions like, oh, what about Cincinnati? What about Coastal Carolina? I it's really like, nah, don't think it's that. Nah. You know, that all those up teams for grabs. have twenty
1: five NFL players. Coastal Carolina has three. Like, come on. Um,
0: but I mean, speaking of. You know, great NFL or great college players, and great college teams. I mean, let's talk about. Like Trevor Lawrence, uh, the whole Jets situation, because that to me is hilarious. Uh, you know, in the saddest way possible as a Jets fan, but um, um, I don't even know what to say.
1: Really, I mean, obviously, if the Jets do get the first overall pick, trade it. Trade they have it, two please. options. They can trade it or they can take Trevor Lawrence. There's no, like, you can't not take Trevor Lawrence first overall because,
0: like, they will burn the building down. But, like, trade it. I mean, listen, Jets, please trade it. Because here's the thing. Obviously, I'd love to have Trevor Lawrence. But it just, the idea of, okay, we drafted a quarterback super early, two years ago, I guess, or two, three years ago. I can't even remember now. It's, I mean. Three years ago. We took Darnold early, right? Donald still has a lot of potential. You haven't built anything around him. So you still don't really know what you have. You've seen glimmers of like okay, yeah, this guy has the pieces. He's athletic, he can make good throws, right? He you see the pieces, right? There's there hasn't been like a lick of a good team around him, right? Draft an offensive line, okay? Because guess what? If you have Trevor Lawrence, same thing's going to happen, right? He as good as he is, he's going to get slapped by NFL defenses too, like trade the pick try try donald just try to build a team around him right draft lineman you can get a lot for the first pick especially in this draft for oh yeah for Four over.
1: first round picks easy so just do it please oh my god and the thing is like here's here here's the thing right i i, I looked at some of the jets personnel on the magical resource of pro football focus <laughs> they have one offensive lineman that is graded at like above bottom tier league starter level.
0: <sighs>
1: they have one receiver who has about 500 yards and only one rusher at 500 yards. And it's Frank Gore. More. Yeah. He's old oh, enough yeah. to be the dad of some of the kids in this draft.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it's and no it, one over four yards a carry. Listen again, I, I want to reiterate Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterback prospects in years right I'd love to have Trevor Lawrence on my team but if you draft him at first and you say trade Sam Darnold somewhere it's the same thing's gonna happen he's gonna get pummeled there's no offensive line there's very few weapons the defense is in shambles I mean part of that's because people are sitting out COVID part of its injuries but also just part of it is personnel right I just think you're at some point you're gonna have to build a line right
1: Sam Darnold is still super super young. Try and build around him. Please. The thing is like even if you look at like Joe Burrow, right? Who like is obviously like probably not as good of a prospect as Trevor Lawrence, but still like I mean he was a first overall quarterback, right? And he went yeah. to a bad team. Yeah,
0: and look what happened to him. He, has to he got well.
1: sacked 32 times in 10 games. That's 3.2 a game. Darnold has been sacked 25 times in eight games. That's 3.13 and, a game. But,
0: and but also look and how Darnold's
1: much, knee doesn't work. Yeah,
0: look how many times Darnold's missed games because of injuries this season, right? Yeah. Like, clearly, he's getting pummeled. And I just think, if you're the Jets, I mean, I, if I were the GM, I would trade that first pick, get, gather as many first or early round picks as possible, and start with a line. Because if you have a good line, you can, you can do some things, right? But it's it, without a line. I mean, look at Andrew Luck's years with the Colts, right? They didn't yeah, have a line, and look what happened. I mean, you essentially He's wasted not in the league anymore. Yeah, yeah. You, you essentially wasted one of the best quarterback talents we've had, you know, in ye- in, in a <laughs> long time. And uh, I'm not saying Sam Darnold's Andrew Luck, but I'm saying you gotta you gotta try and and maximize his yeah. ability, and and you can't do my, that without a line.
1: My only caveat to that. Right. My only caveat to that is if they can, because f- the Jets do have cap space. That's the one thing they have because yeah. they're not paying the quarterback a lot of money. They're not paying anybody a lot of money, actually. <laughs> if you can, if they can trade somehow, you know, pre-draft trades and get some half-decent O-linemen, and they really, like, that GM is ready to, like, nail his soul to the wall and say, like, I think Trevor Lawrence is the answer, well, then trade for three O-linemen you know what i mean and then do it if you want if you really want to do that mm-hmm. because here's the thing like i'm of the opinion that skill positions in the nfl are largely like doesn't matter i mean right? I, yeah i would i would agree with you on that like i think that you can find guys you know in the 4th or 5th round of the draft who can i'm not saying they're going to be calvin johnson but like they can be nfl starters yeah right of course. and it's also there's As a Pats fan, it does not matter how many receivers you draft in the first round. (laughs) All of them can suck. Uh, You know,
0: it's possible. That Nikhil Harry's... Nikhil Harry's... He's terrible. I mean, he's he's
1: just awful, bro. He can't catch the ball. (laughs) Right? And it's like... So, skill positions are largely irrelevant. But what's not irrelevant is having, like, good tackles. So, Mm -hmm. if you can can trade or sign somehow, like, good tackles in free agency... Because remember, like, either... Darnold or Lawrence like you're not paying them a lot of money in those first like three four years so if you want to spend you know 15 million a year on a tackle like now's the time to do it yeah exactly because, because when you're paying your quarterback 30 million a year
0: you can't do that anymore of course and like we see that we saw that with the Rams right when they paid Jared Goff they had to dump a lot a lot oh, yeah. of, of salary and it ended up resulting in them losing a lot of good players now and they've we're, recovered we're see they've, the they've gotten some good players back but I mean that happened to them but yeah and the other thing for the Jets I mean I don't know why Adam Gase is is still employed. I really don't know how he hasn't gotten fired yet.
1: Fire the D coordinator, like. Well, well, I know that, but I'm just saying
0: (laughs) Adam Gase should have been gone like week five, and that's being generous. So that's the other thing you got to do. He gets
1: he gets a lot of credit for like being this like quarterback guru, right? And it's like, man, he was in Miami and like Tannehill was terrible, and And now Tannehill's amazing, and then
0: Tannehill gets out of Miami, and now Tannehill's Tannehill's like a top 15, maybe top 10 quarterback in the league right now. Like like, it's, uh, he gets a lot of credit. He gets a lot of slack and, uh, I just don't get it. It's like, clearly he's just out of, you know,
1: out of his element. I think players just don't like him for whatever reason, because you look at, at Miami now, like under Brian Flores, like do they have the best personnel in the world? Like, no, but they play hard as hell. Like they really like, they lay it out on the line and they're going to be a playoff team. Maybe
0: yeah i mean right?
1: it's a uh, mediocre personnel and a rookie quarterback
0: yeah i mean the jets are just in a bad spot like there's just no there's no sugarcoating it i mean yeah <laughs> it's, uh... i think
1: the unluckiest team in the draft and I, I feel bad for the kid right but like the unluckiest team in the draft is going to be whoever drafts Justin fields because you're going to be sitting there like damn like yeah we got a good quarterback but like man we could have had trevor lawrence and like i think that unless fields becomes like an amazing quarterback in his own right or like Lawrence just doesn't live up to expectations of the NFL. Like he's going to be kind of living with that. Mm. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that Eli Manning like Philip Rivers thing where it's like oh, Philip Rivers
0: will never live up to Eli Manning. Yeah, exactly. Two Super Bowls. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, also Philip like, Rivers is like just probably shouldn't be in the league anymore. But I mean, no, he shouldn't be. I mean, there's like I. But that's another. I mean, that's another. <laughs> that's another issue. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's um. I mean, it'll be interesting to watch the draft. I'm I'm actually really excited. I think there's a lot. There's of There's really some good players.
1: players. There's some so, good players. Yeah, but and like at multiple positions too. Like yeah. we got some sweet tackles. Got some good receivers. It's gonna be nice. Good quarterbacks as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Draft a running back in the first round. <laughs>
0: we'll talk about that as that gets closer. There's
1: still yeah. still a bit of ways
0: out. All right. Oof. Um,
1: Piv- pivoting a little bit to, uh, <laughs> you know, the other rumor mill that's going right now oh yeah we got uh nba free agency aka the james harden sweepstakes but maybe not yeah going i don't know if this right is now. a
0: sweepstakes you want to win i mean i just i you know how i feel about james harden i yeah think. we just i just think about that. i just think like it's just not worth it it's just not obviously he's a great offensive player but there's so many there's so many drawbacks to having james harden on a team i mean <laughs> he he said his list he narrowed it down the places like he wants Sixers, to get traded. He wanted to. He narrowed it down to Sixers, Nets, Bucks, and the Heat. I'm sorry. If you're the Bucks and the Heat, I just tell no, him Bucks and
1: the Heat. They they also just don't have the Cavs.
0: Well, but them. also just like if I'm the Bucks and the Heat, I would literally just be no, just straight up no. No. Why would you want a guy who's gonna take literally a third, if not more, of your team shots? Team shots. <laughs> On your team, why would you want to ruin your chemistry? Why would you want to sell your franchise to this guy when you're already clearly like a serious playoff contender? I just don't get it. Like the Nets, I mean, who the Nets are already a mess because of Kyrie, right? So you're basically getting oh, another yeah. you know super it. high volume scorer, uh, and another guy that needs the ball in his hands on that team. That won't work, honestly. The Sixers might not be a horrible fit, right? But, yeah, that's like, what I was gonna say. But... If you're the other three teams, I just have no idea why you would even want to
1: touch James Harden. I, I here's, just don't. Here's, here's the thing, right? I, I'm not as, I don't bang on James Harden as much as you do. Like, I still think he's a top I mean, seven, eight player in the league I, and he's a agree. walking playoff spot I by ag-
0: himself. I acknowledge the fact that he's like one of the best players of the league, but I also acknowledge the fact that he does so in a super, super high volume. Like again, he just, he, he takes so many shots. He doesn't really play defense. He really doesn't even no. though like the internet tries to con- convince you that he, he plays like curry really...
1: defense where he sits in passing lanes yeah but he's, he's,
0: <laughs> he does it when he wants to which is not very often true and like i i just i don't know i just yeah i would not want him
1: on my team i, th- I think it's 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 kind of like if, if you're the nets right like obviously you don't want in a guy like it's already going to be interesting because like we all know Everybody except for Kyrie Irving knows that Kevin Durant is a better player than oh, Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like Kevin Durant <laughs> is without a doubt at worst the third best player in the NBA. Like at absolute. Worst. And
0: that's, I mean, honestly, if he, I would put him ahead of Kawhi, like if I, if if oh, he weren't Giannis, but if, yeah, well, yes, if he would were, weren't injured, I'd still take him over Giannis though. Yeah, probably honestly too. Uh, I mean, if. If he wasn't injured, he would be the first or second best player in the league. right? Oh now. yeah,
1: not and so player. the thing is, like, that's already going to be like an interesting, uh, you know, dynamic work of chemistry chemistry making there. The the thing is, I want to talk about the Sixers because uh, the Sixers have another player who um, I ben have Simmons. had uh, strong opinions about <laughs> in my life. Yeah, Ben Simmons. To me, everybody needs to stop telling me that Ben Simmons is going to be like the next LeBron James because he's not. The dude can't shoot beyond like twelve feet. and like yeah okay LeBron kind of couldn't shoot when he came into the league but he wasn't atrocious at shooting when he came yeah and And guess
0: what LeBron got better what has Ben Simmons gotten better at since coming to the league
1: like you know Ben Simmons yes he's a great defensive player like and he's going to be a candidate for defensive player of the year like every single year for the rest of his career fine but like if you're asking people like Hey, would you rather your point guard be Ben Simmons or James Harden? Like, even Harden haters are like, nah, give me James Harden." Yeah, for that. I mean, like, I would, because
0: <laughs> guess what? At least Harden can put the ball in the hoop, right? At, at an From alarming the rate. Line. At an alarming rate. Uh, like, ben Simmons does not do that. And I, I saw someone say, like, "What if this? I, the Sixers trade Ben Simmons right in like a package to Houston for James Harden?" And honestly, do that like, in a heartbeat. If you're yeah, if really... I was the Sixers, I would immediately do that because honestly. James Harden kind of fits in that team, right? You, sur- it's a little bit like the way the Houston Rockets were built, like over the last couple of years, right? It's like just like, like a big man, right? Like the, the Rockets had Clint Capella and like Nene, so, so Harden can just dish it off to them when he drives, right? So he's got Embiid in Philly if he did that, and then like he's just surrounded by like a bunch of wings and shooters. Which in Houston he had like Eric Gordon, he had like Trevor Ariza, Robert Covington over the years, and, and TJ I Tucker. Can- I mean, you. Honestly, could make a good case for the Sixers to do that, and guess who's in charge of uh, of the moves for the for the Sixers now? Daryl Morey, who was the GM for the Rockets, yeah. like for the last couple of years. And,
1: I, and I, I think that also on Houston, you couldn't really like hide Harden on defense because like Westbrook isn't a great defender. You know what I mean? I mean, he's they like, like an effort a... defender, but he's yeah. not
0: like you know, it's not like Tony Allen out yeah. there.
1: They were they were playing a six foot five guy at center, which is like <laughs> all right, that's just not the move. Right? It's Even only like, gonna work so long. It works if your name is Draymond Green, and it works like maybe if your name is Draymond well, if your
0: Green. name is Draymond Green and you have Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant on your team, like yeah, exactly,
1: like and the and the other thing is yeah, because Kevin Durant would just play help defense and get like three blocks long. a game, yeah. So it's like okay, yeah. but like on on Philly, you can hide Harden because you have like. First of all, a great defensive center. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I bang on Joe Embiid because he's kind of, like, a weird dude and, like, is flaky sometimes... Well, and he's,
0: you know, he's injury-prone. He's injured a lot, yeah. Bad but the, and,
1: yeah. the dude, when he plays, is just a unit. At the I league. mean, he's
0: a game-changer.
1: Yeah. You could argue top two, top three center in the league mm-hmm. right now. Behind even Jokic. Including, yeah, behind Jokic. And, like, throw AD there if you consider him a center. But, like, beyond that, it's pretty much Embiid, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, if anybody at me with call Anthony Towns, like you just don't know basketball. It's okay. Um, (laughs) But like, and then the thing is the rest of the wings on that, on that Philly team, like they're, they're pretty good defenders. So you can hide Harden on like, you know, whatever you need to, because at least he's big, right? He's like six, five. You can, it's not like you're trying to hide like Kemba, which like as a Celtics fan is like, Mm -hmm. we have to hide Kemba every single possession. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that makes sense. You know, Talking to Houston, though, I—I I mean, this, how many point guards is—is this, is this guy going to run through? Oh uh, like yeah. Now we're on John Wall. And like, the thing really? is, and the
0: thing is, Houston can't keep him because John Wall, James Harden will not work. I mean, like also, Westbrook, Westbrook, Westbrook and Harden worked, and that like they had prior chemistry and whatnot. John Wall yeah. and and Harden aren't going to work. John Wall hasn't played basketball in like two years, man. Like, i the, also, if you ask me, the Wizards won that trade, like, oh, not even a question, hands down.
1: Everybody was trying to tell me, like, oh, they play in the same style, and they got a first-round pick. It's like, stop. If you like, look at the Wizards, they're honestly not yeah, it's that like,
0: awful. Like, they have uh, what's Thomas Bryant, who's, like, a good young center. They've got Davis Bertans, who's an incredible three-point shooter. They've got R- Rui Hachimura. They've got Bradley, Bradley Beal. Beal and Westbrook, <laughs> yeah. right, which I probably should have started with. Which is going to be a great combo because Westbrook's going to do really well with a guy that, like, just can sit on the outside and, yeah. and shoot, but also can get his own bucket, right? Yeah. So Westbrook's not going to feel like he has to take as many threes, which is, like, fantastic. I mean, I think the Wizards are, like, kind of decent, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they, if they figure it out defensively, like, they're going to – especially, like, bottom end of the East is not great, so – Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like... And the thing is, but I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member of the, like – I think Russell Westbrook is very overrated mm-hmm. and not efficient. Yeah, I
0: mean, club. I think most people know that, but I but, think people still enjoy watching him play because he's so, I, like, Yeah,
1: I'm electric. not going to sit here and allow him to be disrespected by somebody comparing him to John Wall. Yeah, like, like, well, no. and, and, and it's no. a different story
0: because it's, it's comparing him to a John Wall that hasn't played two years,
1: right? Coming off of him to like whatever a serious, John Wall you want. But, like, <laughs> coming off a
0: serious injury, too. like
1: Yeah, an injury that more athletic players, a.k.a. Kobe Bryant, RIP, do not recover from like you do not just recover from Achilles injuries. Like it's not like, oh, yeah, it's an ACL. Like we have the surgery for it. Like you're back in six to eight months. And like you're probably better than you were before Mm -hmm. because like we've gotten the medical or like Tommy John for baseball players. We're like, you're probably better coming back from it. Mm -hmm. The the Achilles like that messes you up like that. Kobe was never the same after that. You look at DeMarcus Cousins, that dude went from unquestionably the best center in the league to like a dude who's happy to like get a contract somewhere. Yeah. Think I about mean, that. That dude was averaging 26 and 12 and now like he's just a guy on Houston. Mhm. Yeah, which
0: is unfortunate, really. But Yeah, it's unfortunate for him. I mean, the Wizards won that trade. And then can we talk about can we talk about the other like big free agent signing, Gordon Hayward going to the Hornets? I I don't understand why Michael Jordan continues to be the GM for the Hornets. He is proven to be so bad at being a GM. It's just like, dude, have some have some pride and just own the team. Don't don't handle the GM, the like the general manager position. Because he continue, he does this all the time. He signs these free agents, usually from Boston, I mean. <laughs>
1: True.
0: As uh, as the trends would show. He signs these free agents that are like, yeah, they're good players, right? Maybe they're a little past their prime, maybe they're coming off an injury. And he signs them to these like ridiculous deals and uh and it pretty much never works out. And I mean, Gordon Hayward's still a good player, right? He's not what he was before the injury. But I just when you have a young team like Charlotte, right? Where there's not really a lot of expectations, right? They drafted LaMelo. I mean, Devontae Graham's a very good player. Miles Bridges is, has been decent. P.J. Washington's a really young player, right, going into his second season. So, like, you have a couple good young pieces for the first time in, like, a couple years, it seems like. And then you go and add a guy like Gordon Hayward, which is like, yeah, it's going to make that's your team... now play. It's like, it's play. Yeah, it's going to make your team better, but, like, it's going to hurt you so much financially that it just... It doesn't make sense. And that's, like... I say this all the time about my teams. I said it about the Jets just a few minutes ago, and like I was saying it about the Knicks because the Knicks were interested in Westbrook and Hayward, and I was like, "Please, Please no. <laughs> don't! Please don't sign it!" Because if you have a young team like that, right, especially if you have a, a kind of a dysfunctional franchise or just like a franchise that's prone to making bad decisions, do not sign free agents that are like in their 30s for big contracts when you have no pieces around it. Because guess what? Like you said, that's a win now move, especially for the Knicks. They're not in win now mode, not even close. No, and it's like you, it you, that. you finally have like one or two pieces that might be worth something, right? Like you had Porzingis, you kind of messed that up. You had to start over again. But you've got R.J. Barrett, and you've got uh, what's his name, uh, Robinson, Mitchell Robinson, it's- right? Two studs, right, who have a lot of potential. You're not going to be good even if you sign a Westbrook or a Hayward or both, right? You're just not because you don't have the pieces around him. So you just accept the fact, work on developing the talent for a season, let them play, right? You continue to build to the draft. And maybe in a year or two, you go after like a big free agent when you have chemistry, you have talent that's developed a little bit more because like that's what the Warriors did. And look, at like they drafted Steph Curry, they drafted Draymond Green, they drafted Klay Thompson. And guess what? It worked, right? Obviously, you have to be good at drafting to do that. But I'm just saying the formula is there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that, you know, when w- it, the Gordon Hayward thing was pretty much like a three-team thing. So he declined his option. Yeah. And he was looking for, like, another three- to four-year deal with, uh, with Boston. And Boston offered him about, like, four years 105 to 108, right? And then Indiana was like, hey, we could do a sign-and-trade at about that same rate, like four years 108. But for the Pacers, it's different because, like, you – that team with Gordon Hayward, that team is all of a sudden like a top two, three team in the East. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? And I was really hoping he'd go to the Pacers because that would have been, yeah. that been a perfect fit. That would have been a perfect fit. He's from Indiana, first of all. So that would have just been, that would have been good in that Oli, sense. you
1: got you got, you know, Miles like, Turner, you got Sabonis, like that you team, have other real players. That
0: team is always like one player away from being like a yeah. sneaky dominant team, and right? Player and player is need, a wing scorer. <laughs> and they need, yeah, they need a wing scorer. And Gordon Hayward would have been able to do that, right? And And, uh, and, I was really hoping he'd go there. I mean,
1: Charlotte came in with four years, 120, which is like even, here's the thing, even if you ignore the money, right? Because you're like, oh, well, what's the $12 million difference over four years, which is like a fair argument, right? Yeah. My my issue isn't that they paid Gordon Hayward $120 million because there were other teams in the league willing to pay him 105 or 108. Like, I don't care about that. That's semantics in the NBA. The, The problem is that, Michael Jordan seems to be continuously stuck in the like 8 seed or screw it kind yeah, of Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: And At some point but he has like, to But it's like that's
1: the worst place to be in the exactly. NBA because you're not in the lottery and you're not winning.
0: Mhm. Yeah, like, and you're uh, 16th every year. Exactly. And and it's it's kind of bit the Hornets, you know, a lot in the, butt, in you the last, you know, 10 years. So I,
1: I just and, and uh, i don't even know if they're an eight seed with no Hayward, I, to be brutally
0: I, honest with you i don't i really don't especially because the wizards got better right and like yeah, and, teams and the around is, them are getting better and better like, now so like, i uh you know
1: you you get on the list right and it's like okay boston milwaukee are locks for sure miami toronto even, yeah toronto even philly for At- sure Atlanta's like,
0: gonna be way better i mean but like the
1: nets Like, even if the Nets are dysfunctional, like, they're going to win games just because they have Kyrie. And And talent. Like, Like they just have talent. And then you look at Washington, and that's already seven teams. And we haven't even, yeah, we haven't even talked about, like, Atlanta. We haven't talked about, like, you know, if the Hornets can challenge for that eighth spot. We haven't talked about Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's
0: going to make the playoffs. Indiana's
1: going to make the playoffs. So that's already eight teams right there. And we didn't talk about Charlotte. So it's like... You know the money's one issue. Like say what you will about them giving that much money to a guy who's just come off two serious injuries, but like okay, we know Gordon Hayward's an all star. Like you can say whatever they're paying for. You know a healthy version of him. That's fine. But like your team with Gordon Hayward is not doing anything. Like, yeah, even in the it, East, is not doing anything. Yeah, like I, uh,
0: I just I just don't get it. You know, like I, there just seem to be a lot of moves that are.
1: oh we don't want to miss the playoffs because well but it's like it's like miss the playoffs but they probably should but
0: they're moves because it's like i uh i'm 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 signing this free agent because it's you know it's something to do right like oh i don't want to look like i'm not doing anything so here let me sign this guy it's like no if you don't sign anyone but it's like the right thing to do by all means do it i have no problem with that i think sometimes gms just think they have to sign Mm -hmm. somebody for the yeah. sake of signing somebody, and it's uh, it it's, like yeah, drives me. nuts. if you're nuts. a
1: Hornets fan, you are punching the air right now. Well, it's
0: just like you can't be too mad because, like, I mean, you did draft the right player in Lamelo Ball, right? And like again, yeah, you have some young pieces that you maybe can be excited about, but at the same time, it's also like, oh, now we're stuck with this contract for four years, and it's like that's kind of that that hinders like, if another free agent yeah. comes comes down the line in a year or two, right? And it, your team does start to get better, right, with all the young pieces you have, and you can't sign them because you have cap issues, like.
1: And not to mention, if you do want to trade Gordon Hayward, let's say one or two years into his contract, he's harder to trade. You now. are going to have to attach a serious kicker to that to uh, to get him out the door, either a young player or a, mm. uh, a draft pick. And like, I'm sorry, but this Hornets team is a team that needs to keep being in the lottery for another one or two years. Yeah, like, yeah without a doubt. And there and, and and you know. Gordon Hayward might be just enough to drag them out of the lottery, which mm-hmm. is like purgatory. It's the worst place you want to be mm-hmm. looking down, you know, some of the other moves. I mean, I'm not going to bag on golden state because like their GM has proven that they're a competent franchise. Well, and I like, doubt. That's Let's not act like. like,
0: let's not act like a free agent. There's going to really change that, that team. Yeah. I mean, that team is Steph clay when he's healthy, but not this season clay Draymond, right? That's their team. That's their identity everybody else yeah. is kind of second fiddle
1: you look at the lakers i mean they got better Just, they got yeah, the they lakers got the title, way better and they got marcus dude they got montrez harrell at a bargain yeah of they 9-0. i I,
0: do, I still don't know how that happened
1: like mason plumley a <laughs> barely gets on the court center i will know, not hear any not mason the Clippers. i will
0: i will not hear any mason plumley disrespect the man plays hard
1: <laughs> yeah he plays hard but i mean the dude got eight million and we're talking about we're getting mantras harrell for nine yeah uh, a dude who was like a six man of the year candidate and they got Schroeder, and yeah. they got marcus all like it's it's they address like, pretty much all their needs they address
0: they address addressed all their needs and uh yeah they yeah. only got hard
1: yeah they only got better clippers i think
0: i think clippers got worse have, yeah
1: they got worse they have cap issues you know no surprises there yeah I think that at the trade deadline, they're going to use some exemptions and some other tricks. Like, there's no way this Clippers roster right now is going to be the roster oh, that's yeah. in L.A. after the trade deadline. It's it's mm-hmm. just, it's not. The Lakers are going to force no their hand.
0: Because the Lakers, Yeah, I mean, if I had to predict, the Lakers are obviously, they're going to be better. Well, the maybe. Nuggets just, also? Just the looking, Blazers? Yeah, just looking at their team right now, they're going to be better then the clippers and the clippers are going to they're going to have to do something because obviously they're in the same town and the pressure is going to be on. I mean they they will have to do yeah. something.
1: And and I think that you look at you look at like obviously like the west, you know, is is very deep, but like you look at some of the other teams in the west that got better. The Suns. Like yeah, I mean first the Suns are going to be a playoff team. The Timberwolves, the, uh, I actually think got better.
0: I mean, I think a full season yeah, with D'Angelo I mean,
1: Russell and and anthony
0: Towns will actually be kind Yeah, of I mean
1: to watch. With the Timberwolves, I kinda have the the opposite view of the of like the Warriors. I just give them no benefit of the doubt. Like huh. they could be a fifty win team and I'm still gonna be like, Yeah, they're probably not very good. You know, it's just it's just the T Wolves, like it's kind of another team in that like Nick's Hornets vein, like Well they just they just have a bad history of they're just dysfunctional. Yeah. And the thing is, like you know, I don't wanna hear like the oh it's a small market like yeah, Milwaukee's a small market and they figured it out. Like yeah. Yeah. you can fi- you can figure it out. You know, you had like three first overall picks and like none of them work mm. and like only i think one of them plays for your team right now so like yeah you
0: know but uh i mean free agency has actually been a little bit more exciting than i thought it would be just because i thought yeah considering shortened... it
1: was a class headline by fred van
0: vliet it's actually been pretty exciting well but and it's also just like you know with the shortened offseason i figured it might not be as uh exciting but it's actually been i mean it's been interesting there's a lot to talk about at least there's a lot has changed in a very short period of time and i mean we only have what 12 days or just a little over until the season starts so like i'm ready to get it going
1: we we got to bring up one one more thing right it's 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 this idea of like really really good teams who are drafting players that are just not going to play for them right we were talking just off uh off air about uh, about this like a couple days ago because you know We're talking about, you know, guys like Romeo Langford, Carson Edwards, dudes who are like perennial, you know, G League All-Stars, as we say. And it's like, I'm hard pressed to think that these guys are not getting roster spots on other NBA teams. And it's like, if you're another like bad NBA team, you know, like the Knicks or, you know, like last year's the Suns or anything like that. It's like, why are you not trying to like pick up some of these like G League All-Stars from other teams? You know what I mean? Mm. Because... Yes, you look at the guard depth on the Celtics, and you're like, okay, those guys just can't get on the court. Yeah, or like, you look at the guard depth on the Knicks, and it's like, man, those guys are rotation guys on the Knicks. Like, Yeah,
0: well, here's the thing. <laughs> like, obviously, I'm biased about Carson Edwards because, uh, you know, Purdue grad and Purdue fan and everything like that. But, like, if I were... Obviously, there's a reason I'm not the GM, but I'm just saying, entertain me for a second. If I were the GM for, like, the Lakers, or, like, it doesn't have to be the Lakers, a playoff team, right? And you maybe have one guard off the bench that's that's solid but otherwise they're just kind of average if you have one guard off the bench why not take a flyer on a guy like carson edwards exclusively because of his scoring ability i mean like it has there's like a trend recently where playoff teams or like successful teams have like a a short guy off the bench that can just put points up in a hurry right so fred van fleet lou williams has been doing it for years I mean Jamal. Crawford Jamal I mean Jamal Crawford's not small, but um, you look at like examples like that, and you think like, okay, there's clearly a market for a player like a Carson Edwards who can put up points with ease, right? You look at. I mean, I know it was preseason, but like last year, nine threes, eight threes, or whatever, in the third quarter. I mean, he can score. He can. He's proven that he can score in the NBA. So like, if you're a playoff team, not the Celtics, because they have a million guards. If you're a playoff team, like, why not take a flyer on a guy like Carson Edwards,
1: just for example? Well, it's it's also, even from the perspective of the team that has a lot of these of these good players, it's like, the Celtics, and you can argue that the NBA draft in general is kind of like this, where it's like, a lot of these guys aren't ready to play until two or three years later. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, that's fine. But, like, I look at the guys that Celtics drafted this year, number one, like, nobody had heard of those dudes. And second of all, they're not going to play for the team. Like, I just saw already that, like, they're getting ready for assignment to the G League team. It's like, w- what are we doing? Are we just drafting guys for the G League team like to win the G League championship? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about that. So it's like at that, to- at that point, like if you're a team that, you know, you're pretty happy with your roster or you think that like, there's not rookies available that are gonna help your roster. Well, why not just trade the picks you have now for future picks? Cause mm-hmm. there are teams that would love to have more picks in the present. Love, there were teams that would love to have more <laughs> picks in the present. Yeah. You know, and you have a bunch of picks in the pre- in the present that you're not really using. It's like we're mm-hmm. drafting guys for the G League team. That doesn't help. And it's also like we needed. You know, we got Tristan Thompson, obviously, but like we needed big men. Bigs. Yeah, we needed centers. And like at our range that we were drafting, because we were a good team and we're drafting at the yeah, end of the draft. Yeah, there's not
0: really a lot of big men that are
1: worth drafting. That there wasn't projects. any. Yeah, there wasn't any
0: big men well, that was like that was available. At that, that point, was, all the big men that are drafting are usually yeah. labeled as like projects or like yeah. you know they're like oh they're five years out. It's like well that's not like that, that doesn't, doesn't help, help us. So, yeah. I mean, again, there's still, there's still time it's for still a lot of time, to, but, uh, you know, again, it's going to be season. interesting
1: what happens with this whole Harden situation. If he tries to make it work with John Wall, or if he's like, just get me out of here. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think he, I think he just wants to get out at this point. I really do. Yeah. But, uh, we'll see. I don't
1: think the team lets him go without at least trying it with John Wall. Yeah. I think it like, will, there's I, no I, way. Like I don't you think did just give up Russell Westbrook.
0: Yeah. They're going to try. I can't it, even they believe they can, I'm
1: saying that out there. loud, but, um.
0: Yeah, I mean the season starts yeah. in a couple couple weeks, so uh yeah. obviously we'll be, to that.
1: we'll be keeping you updated as more developments happen, but we'll
0: be talking about yeah. a lot of NBA uh over the next couple months. So Yeah, some preseason
1: yeah. picks, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, we'll All uh right. we'll be back in, you know. We'll uh we'll keep you updated on uh you know, college football stuff and, and whatnot. But we'll uh we'll catch you in the next one. See ya. Yeah.